Hey, how you doing? This is Wade with Wade for Wireless. And today, just for you, I have Bob McCook of D3M Radios. D3M Radios. The D's stand for Design, Document, Deliver. The M stands for Manage. And the whole idea of this package is that it will take your system from when you design it and if you ever worked with Visio, it combines Visio with like building a bomb on a spreadsheet. When I say bomb, bill of materials, and it does it all automatically for you once you set it up. The first time, it's a little bit of work, but they have a demo in there that you can look at. It's very cool what it does. And anyone who's been on any part of the process of this will truly appreciate what this program can do. It's just, I think it's awesome. I got to play with it. I got to see the demo. They actually spent time with me. And Bob McCook is a pretty neat guy. I think you guys will really like him. And I'll get into the interview in a minute. First, I want to thank Tower Tracker Pro for all your closeout package needs. Tower Tracker Pro. I also want to thank Tower Safety and Instruction. TowerSafety.com. Tower Safety and Instruction has all your tower training needs as well as drone training for the tower industry because we know that that's going to take off here well now it is because the faa just changed the rules i also my wireless deployment handbook as well as my tower climbing book and some other books out there for you but the wireless deployment handbook for CRAM, small cells and das is to help you understand deployment end end and i did that just because people ask me those questions all the time thought it would fill a need there i also want to thank two foundations the hubble foundation H-U-B-B-L-E, HubbleFoundation.org, and also the Tower Family Foundation, TowerFamilyFoundation.org. It's a lot to type, but the reason I want to thank these two foundations, because we often forget how dangerous tower climbing is. People do die in this industry, and we've had several deaths this year. They not only die on the tower, but car accidents, and there's other things that happen out there. It's really um, it's a tough industry, and it's one where the families of the injured and the families of the tower climbers that die on the job get support. And they get the support from these two foundations. These two foundations have done as much for the families of the tower climbers as they possibly can. So as a wireless industry, we should band together and support them. The Hubble Foundation and the Tower Family Foundation. You can find links for all of that at my blog, Wade, W-A-D-E, for the number four, wireless.com wade4wireless.com so go there and i have links for everything for tower tracker pro for tower safety and instruction for the hubble foundation for the tower family foundation and also for my wireless deployment handbook all right today i don't care where you are in the deployment process if you're in pre-sales you're probably doing a design you're probably getting in there in front of the customer and saying we can do this this is what we can do for you and here's our system if you are in sales, obviously, you're presenting it to the customer, but you also have to give them a price, build off a bomb. When I say bomb, it's BOM, Bill of Materials. So then you have pre-sales where you design the system and sales. You also design the system, present a price, and you win the system or you win the job, let's say. And then you have to deliver. So delivery needs the drawings, right? They need the drawings, they need the system, they need to build the materials. They have to build the sites, deliver the radios, deliver the parts, whatever it is. And then you have maintenance. After the system's in, someone has to maintain it. 
Here you go. Bob McCook's going to explain how his program can help you, let's say, control the documentation, control the design, and save all the files in one secure place. It's it's a pretty cool concept. It's a concept. It's not a concept. It's a real thing. He has it working. He's selling it. He's using it. So if you like what you hear, you can sign up for a subscription and save 10% by simply entering Wade for Wireless 10, W-A-D-E, the number for Wireless 10, for a discount of 10% off your subscription. How cool is that? And here's the interview. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Today, I have a very special guest that has an amazing solution, one that you really have to see on the demo, but we're going to talk about it today, and we're going to try to explain it. And it's, it's really something, and it's uh, called D3M, which makes perfect sense once you look at the uh, demo and you understand what it does. So today, I have Bob McCook. Hey, Bob. How you doing? How's it going, man? How are you? Not too bad. Hey, I'm glad you're on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I, I'm really, this was really exciting. And just to give the audience some background, I actually did the demo. Chris was, not, of course, Bob was on vacation. <laughs> so Chris, Chris was nice enough to give me the demo. Yeah, for your one vacation. And it's the one day that I want to do the demo. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so, so with all that said, and, and uh, Chris, who works for Bob or with Bob, they, he was nice enough to give me a demo. And I got to tell you, uh, everyone listening, what this does, and, and Bob, I'll let you explain it. I'm just going to give my interpretation, but sure. it takes the package, which I say package, the radios, the routers, whatever you're giving the customer, and this is for you wireless deployment teams, it takes it from, I would say, business development, sales, the sales engineer who builds a package, and you can actually, once they build it, it goes all the way through to delivery. Now, I'm not saying you can't make changes. I'll let Bob get into that. But this is is the way I see it. I, I haven't seen anything like this in the industry. Most people use spreadsheets or, or some type of Word document. or And it, it's very hard to share, very hard to update, very hard to track. But, but the interface on this is amazing. Now, I, I know I'm already saying too much. But, <laughs> Bob... First off, before we get into that, yeah. tell us a little about, about yourself and, and your position there at the company and, uh, you know, just some background about you and the company. Yeah, so um, so we started Teldio back, uh, geez, it's been probably a little bit more than eight years now. Uh, I was uh, working with a couple of guys at a university. We got recruited basically by, uh, by an investor to, uh, to work, on a, work on a project, and, uh, and that uh, ultimately led to the start of, of Teldio. The original concept was to develop a, uh, develop a, a two-way radio interface to a telephony network, and uh, the idea of dial tone in a two-way radio world was it's not unique, right? It's been around for 50 plus years. Um, but, uh, you know, when you're dealing with, um, you know, the, the changes that were happening in the telco industry and the communication sector in general, where people were looking at unified communications, right? That buzzword that we've heard, you know, for, for, you know, a decade at least, um, people were looking at, you know, solutions that would, you know, combine a wireless communication with, you know, like a two-way radio, for example, with, their investments on the corporate telephony side. And so, you know, there was the analog phone switches and whatnot that existed out there, but um, we looked at developing uh, a, an interconnect uh, from scratch that would, be, that would basically have a seamless inter- a connection between the telco world and the two-way radio space. And so we built the company um, around that originally uh, and had some pretty early successes uh, with it. Uh, and, uh, and that kind of, uh, you know, got us, got us, you know, 
got us going. <laughs> and then from there, we ended up building um, building more applications and building out our portfolio uh, to service more, you know, the customers who were, uh, you know, investing in our telephony, um, our, uh, our telephone interconnect. Uh, and then from that, we uh, we started getting more intertwined with how they operated and learning the the needs of their you know what what their businesses required, uh, and then uh, ultimately working with the channel partners that were selling our solutions to them. So understanding what how the, the uh, our distribution channel operated, uh, and uh, and really the origins of D3M, which we're what we're talking about today, um, came from a a need that we that we saw a gap basically. Um, that we saw in the in the in the channel partners and how they operated in deploying uh, solutions, more specifically software solutions in a hardware world. Um, and so uh, and so that uh, you know with that we we decided we had to develop a, a tool to make our business run more efficient and have our channel partners uh, uh, you know work more uh, efficiently um, with us. And so we built D3M as the tool, uh, basically as a self-serving need to help us uh, help, help our channel partners, you know, do business with us uh, on a, at a, at a, you know, at a, a better clip. And, uh, and so that really is what ended up uh, becoming the, the birth of D3M as, as you guys know it today. I, I got to tell you, that's funny. And I'll tell you why, because when you work out in the radio world, you always find ways to overcome problems and you always find better ways to do things. And it's amazing because you're an applications guy. I would say that you're a radio guy. Don't get me wrong. You're building apps for the radios, but you come up with a way to improve the selling system, to improve the documentation system, to a way to build the system with drag and drop and make it as easy as possible. So in a way you created your own tool and it, it's when when you I, I'll start here. So when you created this, yeah. like you guys did it internally, you're playing with it. Was it was it like a was it like a splash of water in the face when you said, you know what, we could sell this. This is amazing. Was it like that? Yeah, you know, uh, we had that moment. We kind of had a, a, an idea that there there could be a market for it when we initially. I mean, we had the idea probably about two years in. Uh, once we started dealing with the channel and the end customers and understanding that, you know, that gap uh, in the documentation and design uh, uh, phases of a, of a sale. Uh, and so <laughs> we started to, you know, develop the idea a bit. And then once we, uh, you know, once we actually had a, a prototype that we were working on for ourselves, again, it was a tool that we built for ourselves internally to help our channel become more efficient uh, in selling our software and deploying, deploying this overall solution to the end customer. Once we started, you know, getting it in the hands of the channel partners and, you know, and using it as an interaction point between us and them. Uh, and then we saw the reactions of the channel partners and saying, Hey, what is this tool that you're, you're using? Uh, and then the, the follow-up question was, you know, can we, can we have access to that? <laughs> and then once we saw that, you know, uh, you know, a couple of times, uh, we heard that, you know, pretty, pretty often we decided that, Hey, you know what, this is the, this is, uh, there, there might be something here. So, you actually had it internally for two years mm -hmm. before you shared it with with your channel partners. When you when you shared it with your partners, did you offer it as a package uh, that they could buy, or did you just do it to make your own life easier? Yeah, no, we. It was initially it was just a tool that hey, you know, if you're going to do business with Teldio and you're going to sell our software, uh, you know, our our our, uh, our two way radio applications. This is the tool that we use to interact with you. So we weren't charging anybody, you know, to and you know. It was just a, a it was a, a benefit for doing business with us, right? We made doing business with us uh, from a service and support perspective much easier than our competitors out there. So that's kind of the initial angle of it. So what feedback did you get? Was it something that 
they started using it, did they tell you, hey, this is really nice, or did did they work the bugs out? You know what I mean? Did they come back to you and say, you know, this is great, but maybe it, it should do this, or maybe can it do this? Yeah, that's a good question. The <laughs> When we originally, so we built it originally as a technical tool, and so, you know, it was optimized for how we did business. And uh, and so, you know, <laughs> if you kind of just take it just and just, you know, give a login to somebody, you know, back then um, to start using a tool on their own, uh, you know, it would help in certain respects uh, of their business, but it wasn't really tailored for them. And so uh, the initial reactions for people was, hey, this is a cool concept, but, you know, can, it would be better if you could add this or it'd be better if you can add that. Uh, and so that's kind of when we started, you know, uh, going back into uh, going back into development mode to you know to really understand what it what you know what we needed to do to commercialize it to productize it and bring it out to you know make it generally available to the channel. Wow, that's pretty cool. So, how long did the channel partners use it before you actually made it commercial? Uh, we were using it with them for probably about a year. Um, wow. you know, on and off going, you know, just, you know, cause some, you know, it, there always is the legacy problem, right? There's the old way of doing yep. things versus, you know, Hey, here's a new tool, uh, and let's go forward using this. And there's always resistance, right? Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> there's always resistance, uh, resistance to that, um, uh, you know, resistance to change, uh, especially when you have a new tool and people are stuck in the old ways of doing things and you kind of got to break old habits. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, that was, you know, uh, we're, <laughs> From there, it kind of just took off after after we you know started adding some more features into the tool that uh, we were able to you know address the uh, the channel partners' requests. The reason I asked about the time is because for those people getting it, it's not just a new app that he came up with. It's literally been tested internally for a year for two years, it sounds like, and then with the channel partners for a year. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the bug the reason I bring that up is for the people listening, so they understand that a lot of the bugs and I, I say bugs, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And maybe maybe a lot of features that people wanted were added before you even got it. And I gotta tell you I looked at it. It it is so cool. I mean the way you can drag and drop all the products over there and then connect them and then put it all together and you can see the system and not only that, and I, I know you probably want to say this, Bob, I'm stealing your thunder here, but Go for it. <laughs> it, it actually builds a bomb. When I say bomb, B-O-M, Bill of Materials. So the Bill of Materials is actually built in a spreadsheet within the, the, uh, uh, within the app. So when, when you do all this, to build the libraries, to do this, Bob, could you just give an overview and try to explain verbally how, uh, how it would be done? Yeah, definitely. So um – the typical users, I guess I'll start by just answering the question by looking at it from a user perspective and how they operate. The existing process that a salesperson would have or a technician would have for any type of sale, they're going to have a, a bunch of tools that they need to, you know, to, to successfully you know, sell and deploy a system. And so they need the use of, uh, they have to probably use something like Visio to do diagrams. I mean, oftentimes we get, we used to get uh, pictures of people, you know, pictures that people drew on the back of napkins, right, or whiteboards, uh, and they take pictures of it and share that over email. Uh, and, uh, and then they'd also use things like Excel, they'd use Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, they'd have some type of share drive, whatnot, right, all these different tools that they need to use internally. Uh, and you can probably see where I'm going with this. The, yeah. the, there's there's a wealth of challenges that uh, that all those tools kind of present. And so, um, you know, with versioning and whatnot, and does everybody have the latest uh, latest files? And you know, what happens? You know, at three o'clock in the morning, right? These kinds of these kinds of uh, these kinds of scenarios that keep on popping up. And um, and so we ended what we ended up doing was uh, taking and combining all of that into one interface for a for a dealership for a reseller. 
uh, in the sense where we kind of optimize, we've taken the best of, of all the tools and we've built it all into one interface where uh, you may, you put, you know, you don't, for example, you, you, uh, from, you know, for those who are familiar, familiar with Visio, you take and drag out a couple of icons and you start making a network diagram. Well, from that diagram, we already have that data as to what those images are, what those resources are. Like if you're dragging out repeaters or portables, you know, servers, switches, whatever, we have the data in the back end that tells us what those parts are that you're dragging out onto the interface, uh, onto the canvas. And then from there, we can automatically start populating your bill of materials uh, and, uh, and other things like, uh, you know, an important component to any type of sale is your technical data for programming, right? And so we call it a fleet map. And so from there, we start to, you know, we, uh, you know, we automatically start building out a fleet map where users have the ability to go into the, into the fleet map and actually, you know, uh, continue to build out that uh, build out the technical uh, the technical bits information that are required you know uh, to, to successfully deploy a system and the old school way of doing that was they'd have to manage you know five different uh, you know versions of documents they have to have a visio document to make sure it's up to date and you know they have to have their Excel document to make sure that all that's up to date and make a change in one they got to change like five other documents right or four other documents so we kind of just consolidated it all into one uh, one uh, nice, you know, neat package for a dealership that everybody in the company can have access to and work on. Wow, that's pretty cool. And for those of you that, if you get on the demo, which is at uh, D3M Radios, just like it sounds, the letter D, the number three, M as in Mary, radios with an S at the end, dot com, they actually have a video on there that you can see. And the 3D... Again, you want to tell us what the what the D three and the M stand for? Yeah, the the stands for design, document, deliver, and manage. Uh, and you know, basically, the idea would be to design, document, deliver, and manage any type of network that you're designing. So, who would? Let's start with the companies. What type of companies would use this? What's your target customer? Yeah, so uh, when we started, uh, we were just going after, you know, the immediate channel partners that we had interactions with on our applications division. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, uh, you know, it's no secret, you know, we started off in the Motorola, in the Motorola space, right, part of the Motorola app developer program. And so our, our immediate uh, customers there were the Motorola channel partners themselves. And so we focused in North America to, you know, to try and uh, capture as many of those folks as possible. Um, but as, you know, as the tools evolved and we've gotten the feedback, um, you know, we, we built the tool in such a way that it's really agnostic. It doesn't matter anymore what brand or manufacturer or parts that you're representing. You really can, um, you can, uh, you know, you can use the tool to be able to, you know, design, document and deliver uh, any type of network that you need to. Uh, and so with that being said, the, you know, we're looking at uh, new markets. So we're starting to have engagements with other manufacturers in their channel. Um, I'm going to the UK next week, actually, and uh, I'm going to be meeting with some partners and some uh, uh, very large distributors that represent um, a vast network of resellers over uh, in EMEA. And, uh, and so that's a really exciting opportunity because there's people from all you know, from all walks of life that, you know, that have all different lines of business. They're not just straight radio dealers anymore. They're, you know, they're, com they're companies that, you know, that they, well, they have the radio business. They also, you know, they have tower businesses. They, uh, you know, they, they're ISPs. They, you know, they have a, they have whole, you know, CCTV, right? That's a big business. Um, you know, they, they have all different, you know, lines of businesses uh, that, uh, that D3M can, you know, can work for them. It's amazing too, because the one thing I saw in the demo is how, you can build a model site, just so everyone knows this, and it, and you don't have to build it over and over again. You can group it together, just like you could 
I, I want to say, does Visio group? I know when you um, I know when you work in PowerPoint, you can actually group a picture together, and it's very similar to that. So you can build a site, mm-hmm. and that way you have your generic site. It's grouped together, and then you can put thirty of them out there. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. That was a nice feature. <laughs> yeah, well, that uh, those the, uh, that specific feature is something that we had heard. You know, um, actually, I should mention this. One of the things that we focus on a lot, um, and we we owe it completely to our user our install base today because we take feedback very seriously. I mean, we're building this tool uh, for the channel, right? We're building it for our customers, and so whatever they say they want, you know, we take that into consideration on the roadmap. And so that specific feature you're talking about, the grouping and duplication of of sites and whatnot, that's a you know that's a feature that saves people a lot of time because the the pre you know the old the old school way of doing it the legacy way of doing it in other programs is they'd have to you know do it one by one and they'd have to you know duplicate document to, you know documents and whatnot to try and it, it was a you know a very muddy uh process and with you know within you know with our our tool you're able to group things together you know group a site together a group of, you know put together a group of objects save that as a templated ob, you know uh site if you will or save it as a templated group of resources Set it up however you want, and then you can go back. You know, you can go to it. You know, refer back to it, and and use that same exact uh, blueprint, if you will, uh, time and time again. Right. So, makes lives easy for you know for salespeople, for example, who use the tool. Right. Maybe technicians will you know typically will have technicians that go into the tool. They'll create a couple of blueprints for you know of groups. You know, for how things for how a site you know a, tip, a, tip, a typical type of radio network site you know would would get laid out and deployed. And then you know all a salesperson has to do is go into that go back log into the tool and they can you know quickly replicate that site design uh, for their next customer. Right. Uh, and it has it already calculates all the technical information that they need so the technicians don't have to worry about it later it calculates the bill of materials and um, you know it, it does it, it kind of automates the entire procedure that's pretty awesome the fact that it'll it'll build the bill of materials for you too when you're in sales it's so tedious because yeah. you don't just enter in a number you have to enter in let's say let's say at a particular and you know this I'm just saying it for the sake of the audience mm-hmm. so at a particular site you may have one, two, or three base stations, but for each base station, you may need three, four, or five jumpers, depending upon how many sectors you have, how many antennas, yep. fiber jumpers, a backhole. And it's really, really nice to have a model set up, a standard model, so you can just go through, do that 30 times, then have a final, I say bomb, bill of materials, I guess. Yep. <laughs> I'm so used to saying bomb. <laughs> but, but having your, yeah, it's just what you say, but... Just having that bomb and just looking at it and say, there's the quantities. There you go. That's what we're going to do, and that's how we're going to price it. Yep. Bam. Done. So the, i, I got to ask you real quick. The people that have used it, your customers, yeah. how long does it take them to get used to it? How long, how long does it take them to understand how to use it? Is it something that happens quickly, or does it take them a little bit of time and training? Yeah, that's actually one of the uh, – one of the big selling points for uh, for us and our users is that um, we've <laughs> so our so Chris who you who you met uh, before previously uh, who's the product manager for the tool uh, him and our development team have uh, done an, uh, they have this saying where they you know it has to be as simple as you know that their grandmother could use it right. Yeah. Uh, or or a salesperson could use it, right? It's kind of sales proof in that sense, right? No offense, it's just the way it is, right? Um, and you want salespeople out there selling and and, and you know and and uh, getting more solutions out there, and so you want them focusing on uh, 
on you know on growing the business and not necessarily having to focus on the tedious nature of doing the documentation. Uh, and so uh, we've put a lot of effort into making sure that the tool itself is very intuitive. Uh, and so you know I I can sit here and say how great it is, but I mean we have that we have a you know a, a demo that people can go on. They can you know they can sign up and uh, for free and use the tool. And I I say the proof is in the pudding, right? Like you just go out there and uh, and and use it, and you'll see right away. It's pretty intuitive. So once a company has this, and I'm sure you follow through and you stay with them, because Chris said you guys support everybody for as long as you possibly can. Now, well, I say that. I shouldn't open it up like that, but you know what I mean. I mean, you, you follow through. You don't just – it isn't something that they buy and then they're forgotten about. Yeah. Once they get it and they start using it, how does it change the company's perspective on, on going from – and I, I'm going to put it this way because, mm. trust me, this is a painful thing – going from the sales process yep. – all the way to the deployment process to where it's installed, and then finally to the maintenance uh, process. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny you bring that up because we actually just completed a a, a survey. We, we we so like I was saying before, we have a constant dialogue going back and forth with our users. Um, we want that feedback. We want we want to know how we're doing. We want to know the improvements we can make to the tool to make their lives easier. Because they more the more that it makes their lives easier, the more they use the tool, uh, which in turn you know helps us build the tool and make it make it better for them. Uh, and uh, so anyway, we did this survey uh, back in May, uh, collecting feedback from the users, and we asked them the impact it's had on the on the selling process. And we kind of broke it down into five stages, where we asked for like the pre-sales um, process, you know, how has the tool helped them, or has it improved their pre-sales process. Um, you know, 86% of, uh, of the, you know, of the users had said that it has uh, improved their pre-sales process, right? Um, on the configuration design process or that, that stage of the sale, 100%, 100% of our users had said that it's uh, improved that whole process for them internally in their businesses. Uh, the procurement stage, uh, you know, 29% have uh, agreed that the tools helped them there. Uh, then on the installation phase, which is, you know, kind of like putting all the pieces together, you know, staging it and going out there and actually, you know, installing uh, and, you know, putting putting the pieces in place, um, 71% uh, agree that it's improved their installation process, which is a pretty substantial thing, I believe, you know, because that's one of the biggest costs for them in, in, in labor rates. Um, and then the support uh, process, which is probably one of the most important aspects and, you know, how, how we view it at least is um, – the staying power that the tool has and how it can help you over the life cycle of a system once it's deployed. 43% uh, users believe that it's helped uh, improve their support process, right? They can go after, you know, they've deployed a solution, you know, a year later they can come back and the documentation, all the documentation for that system is all in one place. It's all up to date. Everybody in their company, you know, there's an audit trail for all, everything that's happened in the tool, who's made what changes, what was added, what was taken away, um, you know, warranty information, all that, all that jazz, right? All that's captured in the tool and so um you know when we look at you know how it the impact the tool has had on the you know on the procedures inside of a dealership we look at it uh in those those different phases and so i'd say that it's probably um i think we're doing a couple of things right there <laughs> yeah and i think that you're right chris told me how happy everyone is that obviously everything you just said but also how responsive your team is yeah it just seems like you guys are on top of everything. If someone has a complaint, if someone uh, – no, let's not say a complaint. Let's say someone has feedback. Hey, it would be great if you could do this. You guys look into it right away. Oh, yeah. There's no, no dilly-dallying around. We're going to say, hey, this adds value or 
maybe you're the only one that asked for it. Maybe if more people ask for it, then we'll look into it. You know, but you're honest with them right Absolutely. up front. So that's great. Well, the good, bad, and the ugly, right? We want it. We want it all. Um, we want to know what's yeah. working. We want to know what's not working. And um, one of the things that uh, you probably, most people, most listeners probably aren't familiar or aren't used to seeing is that we have in-app, like right in, as when you're in the tool, you can actually just dialogue with us. There's always, there's a, a little, uh, there's a little uh, chat bubble that you can pop up and you can always interact with us. And that goes right to our support team, uh, right to their, uh, right to their devices on their laptops, on their cell phones. I mean, even I get the messages sometimes, uh, you know, when people have questions and whatnot. So, you know, if you guys have questions, you know, at three o'clock in the morning when you're working on something, right, somebody will get that message and somebody can answer. Um, so we're really, we, we really try to, you know, be front center because we recognize that if you're, if, you know, our users are running a business and this, this tool helps them run their business, right? And, and it's becoming a, a backbone for a lot of uh, dealerships and their sales and support process. And so, you know, they, it, you, there is no exception, you know, it, you know, if something goes, there's, there, there's, you have to respond, right? You have to be responsive and, and help them. And so we, we believe that, you know, down to the core. So here's what I think I want to make it clear for people. We really we've been concentrating on sales in the front end, mm-hmm. but and you just said about the the back end, the maintenance, taking care of the system. I really want to drive that home because a lot of engineers listen to this and they're they're probably zoning out saying, "Oh, it's a sales tool." <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to make it clear yeah. that it's more than a sales tool, and I'm trying to make it clear that it goes from say the sales 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 engineer, whoever's up front, mm-hmm. to the delivery team when they're installing. So all you installers out there, this is a package that you're going to see the bill of materials. You're going to see a drawing of how it's laid out. You're going to be able to break it down to each site. You can literally break it down and look at each site. You can look at the bill of materials. And you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Bob, but you can literally, uh, from what Chris showed me, you can see the drawing of the site, and you can also see the bill of materials for the site. Mm -hmm. And you can then, it's built, it's done, sign off, everybody's happy. A year down the road, something breaks, or you want to replace a radio, or you want to build five more sites, whatever it is, the tech can actually go out, and when the tech's working on it, he can see exactly what's there. So from a technical a maintenance standpoint, they know exactly what is at the site. Yeah. Because they have a system where they can not only see what was installed, but they can update and maintain that database uh, real time. You got it. And I would even go uh, one step further in that, if they want to see or understand, it's one thing to see what's actually deployed at a site, but to actually know what, you know, how things have been programmed, uh, you know, that's another important component of it, right? So they know what actually, you know, how it's supposed to be running or, you know, what it, you know, how it was programmed last. And, you know, in the tool, we allow you to document that. So, you know, um, the, the technician not only knows what's out there, but they know how it's been programmed. And so, you know, you can see that through the fleet map view um, and, and, and other components in the tool. But, we also have, uh, which I didn't mention before, which is a uh, this kind of this concept of universal storage, right? So this file sharing um, uh, component in the tool, where you can actually store files with the project itself. So you have for your one customer, sure you have like we were saying, all the sales front end stuff, your proposal, the network diagram, so on and so forth. But you have the technical information, but you also have a uh, a place to store all the files related to that 
that uh, opportunity to that that uh, that deployment as well. So you're programming files for the radios, for repeaters, for whatever, right? And uh, and so it's funny because whenever we, whenever we talk to the users, people find very creative ways as to you know what they use what they you know what they use uh, use it for. But it can be used for I mean for you know for anything. And again, it's 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 a one you know it's basically if there's ever an issue that on a site or something like that, you go to one place. You go to your D3M project file for that deployment, and everything you you need is going to be right there. Wow, that's really cool. That is so cool. <laughs> because that's the one thing most people don't think of. Because when, when you work in the field, which I've done for years, mm-hmm. people save stuff on their laptops. Well, now you have a cloud drive. But even that, people still, you know, they, they look all over the place for a file or maybe the latest manual or something like that. And you've given them a way to actually put it in a common area yep. that relates to the site. So they can actually open up the package, look at the site, and bam, they can they can actually find the files that quick. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it's we get it we get it you know <laughs> pretty routinely now. The the feedback we get when we talk to talk to our users is that uh, you know somebody you know the person who goes out on site typically you know they'll be the installer, the person who's done the staging and whatnot perhaps, and they have the files maybe stored locally on their laptops and they make some changes, but. You know, none of that, you know, that's just stored on their laptop. And then, you know, three months from now, when somebody has to go back out and make, you know, make some changes to it, you know, make little tweaks to the system, you know, maybe it's not the same person. Uh, And so, uh, you know, when you when that that new person goes out on site, you know, all they have to do again is just log into the tool and they can just download the latest uh, code plug or the latest programming files. and, And they don't have to, you know, bother emailing somebody or making a phone call desperately trying to get that information while the customer is breathing over their neck. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's when you have a shop like that, anybody could be on call. Anybody could go out. You know, it just makes it so much easier when you have the files in in one central location. Yep. Now, you said you're breaking into new markets, and I know you talked about you're going over to the UK and trying to break into EMEA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've been traditionally radio shops, and I know we said about Motorola, mm-hmm. and uh, it could be any radio shop. But I want to go into the other markets, like. And when I say markets now, I'm talking about the type of market. Like tower companies could use this. Yep. If if you build towers, you could. It's the same concept. You could have your whole tower design on there. If you specifically build cell sites, mm-hmm. you could put your whole design in there. Build the bomb because that's what I deal with mostly hardware like that. Yep. And you can put it in there. So I want to make it clear to everybody listening: it's not just a radio shop solution. It's a solution. For anyone who is putting a package together over, mul- and I'm going to put it like this, and you can correct me, Bob. Yep. I put it over multiple sites, multiple locations. You're building models. You're trying to make it as close to cookie cutter as you can. Now, obviously, with tower sites, there's always something different at each site, mm-hmm. but it gives you a foundation, yeah. and it makes it so quick and easy to pass it from sales to delivery to maintenance. No. Well, we have to often catch ourselves uh, because, again, I mean, it's in the DNA of our company. We've been doing, we've been in the radio space for, you know, for eight plus years. And so, uh, you know, we're just used to radio jargon. We're used to, you know, just that, this style of business. But um, it's funny because while the application side of the business, that's kind of the, the, the you know, the, the world we, we play in, the D3M space is really, <laughs> it's, uh, we're really, you know, it's, it's tailored for the two-way radio space today, but uh, the technology is really agnostic in that it can be used in other other industries completely. And so, um, to your example of tower companies, uh, perhaps it, it's funny because uh, maybe maybe three three months ago or so, 
um, you know, word's starting to spread, and, and it's it's really cool to see. Um, you know, we're not really having, we don't really do any advertising, uh, and we still we're starting to get uh, you know people signing up for the tool who you know who traditionally would have never come across it. Uh, and, you know, and, and they're not typical your typical radio folks, and uh, and so we had a tower company uh, a couple of months ago who signed up, and uh, they uh, are absolutely thrilled with the tool because there's nothing like it out there, like kind of like what you're saying for them. And so they have their own tools, you know, um, you know, more technical tools to help them, you know, to, you know, that they use to run their business, but this fills a need for them at a certain level. Um, and so I, you know, I, it's, it's, it's really cool to see. And so we're looking at, um, expanding, the tool expanding D3M into into new markets, and there's some adjacent markets we believe um, where you know D3M uh, can fit into pr- rather nicely. Um, and when I say adjacent, I mean things you know uh, markets that are similar, um, have similar distribution models, similar you know reseller networks, like the two-way radio industry. Um, the telco industry is low-hanging fruit, right? We think that that's a no-brainer, yeah. right? You have you, it's the same kind of setup, manufacturer, and you have the indirect channel. You have some distributors and whatnot who represent larger networks of resellers, but um, it's not too dissimilar from the two-way radio space. And so, I mean, you can just take, replace all the radio components in the tool, and I mean, we can do it right now rather easily. Replace the two-way radio components in the tool and replace it with the most common telephony uh, elements and you're off to the races. You can start using the tool just like a two-way radio dealer does because the businesses at a core are really the same, right? They still have the same sales process. Um, they're using the same tools, generally speaking, right? Everybody has to use you know, a, you know, some type of a, if they do use a, a diagramming tool like Visio, they, everybody uses Excel, Word, and whatnot. And, you know, again, it's, it, it's rather horizontal in that sense. So, uh, you know, part of what uh, I'm working on with, uh, with the team is, Exploring the new market, seeing where we can go next, and so telephony is another one. The uh, uh, we're getting a lot of interest uh, in the video surveillance space. Um, you know, big networks, vast networks of of uh, IP uh, connected devices out there. They all have to you know all have to be documented and up to date and uh, you know in real time. And so these are these are very interesting uh, areas for us. But you know, I'm hoping that you know with some of the listeners out there today that uh, that this is something that's uh, intriguing enough to them that they might uh, give it a look and see if it uh, makes sense for their business. And we want to hear that feedback. So. And here's one other market. I was just, and I bring this up because I was just speaking to someone over the weekend that builds data rooms. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, even though it's for enterprise, their end customer is AT&T, AT&T Wireless. They build a ton of data rooms. They build them for the, obviously the sites have a lot of routing stuff in it, but in this case, they build it for the sales offices or regular offices, and they're trying to make it as cookie cutter as they can. Mm-hmm. But that's what this guy did. And he, he literally, you know, they build thousands a year, literally thousands a year. It keeps this guy in business, right? And I told him about this, and he was because he's using spreadsheets right now. That's how they do everything. As a matter of fact, they got rid of Visio because it was it would just complicate things. And the reason I say that is because they had to update Visio, they had to update the spreadsheet, and then they had to get it to match. And it was just one more thing. So now they have to picture it in their head. Now, when I say picture it in their head. Everything is stacked a specific way because it's AT&T. They want to make everything exactly the same way. So when they change equipment, add equipment, or when they're going to update the office or add to the office, expand the office, they're very specific in how they want to mount the equipment in the racks. And usually they have several racks. And and it to, to most people, they're probably like, hey, just throw a rack in, throw a couple routers in. It's not like that. It's way more complicated than that. They have servers. They do have routers. 
They have much more equipment in there than you can imagine. They have it all routed a specific. I'm sorry. They have it all mounted a specific way. Yep. They have all the cables routed a specific way, which is where your tool would help them do that. You would save them so much time because he's been doing it for a while. But he said when he started, it was so confusing. He said he he he, he was lost. He was lost for the first couple months, and now he knows. You know, now he's got he's a couple years now. But your tool would be perfect for something like that. So don't rule out the enterprise user, which is what I look at. Someone who builds data rooms, someone who works on Knox, things like that. It's just such a powerful tool. You can, the, the way it works, you could use it for almost any tech. I say technical because that's what I'm looking at. But any build out where you have a lot of equipment, you could use it for. And you can build it cookie cutter, make it quick, easy, get a visual, get a bill of materials. Bam, done. Absolutely. And uh, I, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's uh, I completely agree with you. Uh, and th- again, these are these are definitely the areas which we're starting to focus on a little bit or start to do our research. Um, one of the things that might be of interest, you know, building off that idea is that you know, native to the tool, we have you know, there's not just the typical type of view where you know your your dealership view where you can log in, you can view you know all the projects and whatnot. Um, there are we have different levels of views. So we have you know what we call a customer view, let's say. And so you can actually, uh, you know, have certain bits of information hidden from other people in the sense where if you want to share a document, so if you are a, you know, an enterprise customer, an enterprise, uh, you know, business uh, that, you know, and you're working with a third party to, in, you know, to get their switches, you know, uh, to interface with your switches or you're inter- introducing some type of uh, new component to your network, you can share that project at a, at a certain level to be able to show, allow that third party to see what your network look like, looks like so that they can um, you know, do the configuration and do the installation um, or figure out the components that are needed uh, you know, without, having, you know, without you know, having the fear of giving, you know, giving away the keys to the castle, as, as people say. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, there's, so we do yeah. have, these, you know, we have these other elements to the tool that I think lend itself to you know, those kinds of situations. I think it's really cool. I just, I, I can't believe everything. It's such a powerful tool. <laughs> everything you can do with it. But I think what people have to do is look at their specific mar- people, the people listening. What I'd like them to do is look at their specific market and think how much more efficient it would be if you could just go from beginning to end, have everything documented, make updates quick, easy, have a drawing as well as a bill of materials, have it all right there in front of you. I mean, to me, it's just, I was blown away. Yeah. Yeah, that's the feedback we get quite often. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was really cool. And to be able to keep an inventory the way you can on that thing, I mean, it's, I don't know. I just thought it was really great. So I, I'm really impressed. Um, I'll tell you what, I don't want to tie you up too long. Do you want to tell me what you're um, yeah, Tell me what websites we should look at. Yeah, so uh, if you go to D3M Radios, D3MRadios.com, uh, uh, that'll bring you to uh, right to the homepage. And then right from there, you can... Uh, you can, I think there's a button right there that says try it now and you can try it now for free. No credit cards, no nothing. You can just jump right in, start playing with it, seeing what all, see what all the hype's about. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, give us your feedback. Uh, and, uh, and so that's, that's how you can get, uh, how you can get the D3M. If you want to see our company, our, our, you know, the, the parent company is called Teldio. Uh, and that's, uh, T-E-L-D-I-O.com, Teldio.com. Uh, and that, uh, you know, D3M is a division of Teldio. So there, those are our two websites. Oh, that's great. Is there anything you want to let people know before we, before I let you go? 
No, I mean, I, I think that uh, I appreciate the opportunity, you know, to jump on here. I really uh, enjoyed the time here. Um, if uh, if folks want to um, want to, you know, contact us, contact me personally to discuss uh, opportunities or uh, see if it's something that uh, that we can work on together. You know, you can feel free to reach out. Um, reach out to me at rmccook at teldio.com. That's R-M-C-C-O-O-K at teldio.com. Ah, great. Thanks, Bob. All right. I'll let you go. I'll talk to you soon. See you. Thanks, Bob. And that was it. I hope you enjoyed the interview. I hope you liked what you heard. And I just want to thank you again for listening all the way to the end. All the links, everything can be found at my blog, Wade, W-A-D-E, the number four, wireless.com. So don't forget Wade for Wireless 10 if you want to save 10% on the subscription. Hey, it's 10%. You got to take what you can get these days. Times are tough, and this is going to give you a leg up on the competition. 10%. Wade, W-A-D-E, the number four wireless, the number 10. Wade for Wireless 10. When you sign up for a subscription, save 10%. We're all working for you. We're all trying to help you get ahead. Why not take advantage of every break you can get? And I hope you learn something from this that you can think outside of the box sometimes sometimes i feel we do things i'm guilty of this you tend to do things in a specific way a specific process and then you get stuck in that way i think uh what i when you listen to things like this there are people out there that try to find more efficient and easier way to do things maybe a better way to do things maybe it's better maybe it's not some people don't want to change some people do and i feel that about a good part of the wireless industry I think that things have changed for the better. Sometimes things change for the worst. And we do what we can to stay relevant, let's say. All right, everyone. Hey, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you tuning in. And I really would like to thank you for all your support. So remember, be smart, be safe, and pay attention. Paying attention keeps you smart and safe. Think about it. If you pay attention, you can learn. If you pay attention, you stay safe. All right, everyone. See ya.